Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The start of a new school year is a lot, especially in college. Turn that pile of coursework into great grades and stress-free weekends with Grammarly. Grammarly's digital writing assistant is a must-have for every college student. Its comprehensive writing suggestions help you avoid all those little mistakes that eat into your grade, so you can turn in your work with confidence. Best of all, it's free to use with all your favorite devices and apps. Need more advanced features? Upgrade to Grammarly Premium for clarity full-sentence rewrites that rephrase hard-to-read sentences, cutting down on jargon and making your essays as clear and impactful as possible. It even comes with built-in plagiarism detection. Just one more way Grammarly covers all the details that go into getting the best possible grade. Improve your grades with fewer all-nighters by using Grammarly. Sign up for your free account at Grammarly.com slash podcasts and get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts. Hello and welcome to episode 145 of Patteroni. <laughs> And on this episode, I'll be talking to Fergal from Intro Matchmaking. Yes, it's a matchmaking service, but it's very personal and, uh, you know, it's really good. Um, but we talk about it during the chat. Yeah, you, you'll find out all about it. And, um, and he's absolutely up to his eyes at the minute because of the lockdown. And I understand people are lonely because they're locked away in their bloody rooms and, uh, it's not easy being single when during lockdown. Oh, I've been really into the Netflix series Formula One. If I, now I'm not even, I was never into Formula One racing, but my son actually got me into this series Formula One, which is follows the drivers in Formula One over three years. There's three seasons of it. Yeah. So from the last one is 2020, it does. And uh, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. It's, it's as good as any drama. That you'll watch. You're just, um, on the edge of your seat, hoping that someone, you know, can get, uh, in, on the podium and, you know, and this poor um, other driver who is having really bad luck and everything. And it's really well shot and put together. P pitches drivers against each other and their history and all that, whatever's happening in their personal life sometimes. And, um, you know, there's two drivers for every team and, uh, the, the competition between those two and it's brilliant it's addictive now i've also do another podcast called dictv radio which is a comedy sketch 
podcast and uh, here's an example of what we do. We now dip into the American archives for a classic episode of Mitch the Talking Turtle. Mitch the Talking Turtle is brought to you by Buddy Cigarettes for Puppy Dogs. A cool, smooth taste for man's best friend to truly enjoy. My daddy loves bonding with Bonzo over cigarettes. That a boy, Bonzo. Isn't this nice? Buddy Cigarettes. Cigarettes for puppy dogs. Unwind with your canine and share your butts with your favorite little mutt. And now we bring you Mitch the Talking Turtle, brought to you by Buddy Cigarettes. Cigarettes for puppy dogs. What a lovely day to bring Mitch for a walk around our wholesome town. Come on, Mitch, you little lizard, you. Oh, I do say. Look over there in front of the town library. Some of the lady folks seem to be having a cake set. Ladies, you have done yourselves proud to have come up with such a wonderful display. May I be so bold as to inquire for what cause you are selling these cakes? We're raising some funds for the Rutherford old ladies' home so we can provide for them a picnic day out. Followed by a dance. All free of charge. How quaint. <laughs> What's that, Mitch? Providing free entertainment and food for the Rutherford old ladies' home goes against the fabric of American society. We live in a democratic and free country where everyone, no matter what age or gender, must have the freedom to be poor and neglected. Why, Mitch, aren't these ladies doing a good deed? It resembles in its core the values of a socialist, if not a communist, society. This cake sale is the most un-American event I have seen in this town in quite a long time. I put it to you that it should be shut down with immediate effect. Now run along, you annoying little turtle, before I make you scoot. Say hello to my little friend. It's an AK-15 provided for me by my friends in the NRA to make sure no one takes away my Second Amendment rights. As Rambo said, live for nothing or die for something. Oh, Mitch, you silly little turtle. (laughs) Potterooni's on the Headstuff Podcast Network. There are lots of other brilliant podcasts on that network. And here's one of them. Have, to buy hard have a listen to this. Just to carry my name and address in Michelle. You're not getting an answer to that. Have a listen to this. The Head Radio Podcast looks at the humble scene in the backward place where no one important ever looks. To steal from Patrick Havner. Taking inspiration from the hedge schools of old, the Head Radio Podcast brings you stories that you won't hear anywhere else. You need imagination for everything. Have a listen to this. It's someone's reaction to reading a book. 
Okay, not going to chat much this week. Going to go straight into this interview that I had with Fergal from Intro Matchmaking. Harrington here. Hi, Fergal, and you, you have a company called Intro Matchmaking. Myself and my wife, Rena, set this up about 10 years ago because we were sick of listening to people saying how fed up they were going online and meeting random people on apps and lunatics here and there and everywhere and not knowing who was telling the truth, who was married, who was not right in the head. And they just had, you know, traumatic stories and tales to tell uh, so much that we said, geez, we probably need to uh, do something about this and maybe become kind of an exclusive dating service for single people or separated people who want a long-term relationship but just don't know whether they can trust your man in Café on Seine on a Friday night. So the women bring it up saying, what's going on? Where are all the decent men? And the men are saying, where are all the sound, down-to-earth, uh, ground, grounded women? And so we said, let's kind of create this little agency of nice, down-to-earth, grounded, decent people who actually want long-term relationships. And let's be strict about what we're doing. Um, and let's just be, you know, be blunt and be honest and uh, become the biggest. And so in year one, we were a bit naive there now in year one. So we, we opened the doors and took everyone on. And then myself and Rena haven't been told by several people, are you nuts? You're setting up a dating agency in Ireland where no one will talk about anything and everyone sweeps everything under the rug and no one... I said, that's why we're setting it up because, you know, there's terms and conditions that are seven pages long. So no one gets your surname, photograph or phone number and nothing goes online. So Irish guys in particular would rather stay single forever rather than admit that they're lonely or feeling isolated. It's, they'd use an excuse of, oh, sure, how will I do it now? Sure, I'm living in Tralee and I, I have to help out the farm. My father's back is at and my mother's there on her own and she has dementia. And so sure, that's the way I'll be now. That's the way I'll be. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. <laughs> but they really really want relationships but they wouldn't dare say they did because that was a sign of weakness and then sure they'd be all talking about me so um so we said let's make this really private that's the key and uh but in year one we took the whole lot of them on and myself and rena nearly collapsed under the the, the pressure and the torturous uh <laughs> backlash of of the craziness that happened because people were just asking for things that you know, we're completely unrealistic. So Johnny will ring up and he'll say, well, I'm living in Kenmare now and I want someone between Kenmare and Sneem. Have you got any of those women? Uh, because I work along that stretch of road, you see. So it'd be handy for me. And we say, well, now it's not just about handiness and convenience there, Johnny. You need to be willing to make a bit of effort because there are actually twice as many women living in urban areas than men. So after the first year of dealing with an awful lot of people, the same issues cropped up over and over again. And one of them was unwillingness to travel. Men wouldn't, women wouldn't. I want them here. I want them now in my location because that's convenient for me because I'm a permanent teacher in Glanmire in Cork. Therefore, how can I possibly be moving to him? And he lives in Limerick. So you have to see if he's willing to move to Glanmire. And then I'd be like, Bridie, you expect me to ask Johnny if he's willing to move before you've even met him. <laughs> Maybe try go for a dinner date first, see if you woo each other and then you can work it out as two grown adults. But Irish people were very unwilling to do that. They thought, no, feck you, I'm paying you money. You give me what I want, where I want it, and that's it. So, you know, the, the Celtic Tiger entitlement uh, was was absolutely alive and well. Um, so, and the he or she who shouts the loudest expects to get the best match is the kind of the attitude. And so we said, well, no, we can't just simply say to every single person that if you're ringing from Bundoran, all your matches will be in around 15 kilometers from your house because you're probably related to half the people there and you know the other half to see. Yeah. And so the Irish people are funny. They, if you ring about someone too far away, 
tis hassle, tis awful hassle, sure Jesus, how will I do that and get in the car? Mm. Oh, no, 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 I couldn't. And then too close, sure Jesus, no, no. Sure, I was the local butcher. My father was a local butcher and I worked there on Saturday, so they all know me to see. So I couldn't meet anyone too close either. So um, you have to say some people are just their own worst enemies and they're not ever destined to really be with someone if they think it's as simple as, you know, buying a house in a certain location. So we said, no, travel is a must. And so up to 90 minutes to meet at the halfway point is the travel policy. And uh, that's because women spend longer in third level education. And that's why there's more women pocketed in cities where all the professional jobs are. And so if Circa, uh, the Davies stockbroker, is unwilling to travel outside of D4, D6 or D wherever, um, and John Joe isn't willing to travel from Tralee, well, then neither are going to meet. So we are, you know, unapologetically saying, if you're looking for success, be open to this. And then you get the... Um, the age issue. And this is a huge issue for men in particular. Men, when they hit the 40 age bracket, their mates are all settled down. They've got kids. They're all having a crack and doing their thing. And Johnny is, is fairly, um, Johnny's my go-to name, Johnny and Mary and Bridie. Right? <laughs> um, Johnny will ring up and say, but I, I, I want all those things, but I don't want them yet. I, I want a few more years of just playing the field, having a crack, going out on holidays. Uh, maybe I'll engage uh, or propose to her maybe after three years. Maybe then Two years after that, we'll get married and have kids then. So if I'm 40, could she be maybe 25? Yeah. And I said, oh, yeah, you'd like that, would you? Uh, so the, t- the problem is, Johnny, no 25-year-old woman ever rings up intro matchmaking and asks for a 40-year-old man. So that's where your problem is. So there's a lot of arrogance. Um, you know, he, he's unaware that he's actually a grown-up yet. So the Peter Pan syndrome is alive and well. Yeah. And the commitment phobic sort of nature of an, an awful lot of men. So from 40, they get bad and they go up to 65, 17. They'll be ringing us every day, three or four of them every day. And they'd say, have you women on your books 35 to 40, say? I was like, yeah, yeah, we do. Well, why are you asking? Because you're 70 nearly. Um, so he's saying, well, you see, well, I lived at home all my life on the farm. I looked after my father and mother and I was, you know, whatever. And now I have all this land and I have no woman to pass on my, my uh, no son to pass on my land to. So mm-hmm. I'm going to need a nice woman there now. So um, so it doesn't happen. So the age thing is an issue and they would compare themselves with the likes of Ronnie Wood and Richard Gere. And now the latest is Bernie Eccleston. And so we're thinking, <laughs> you see, the thing is there, it's not really comparable, Johnny, when uh, when Bernie has a few billion and uh, your man is a Rolling Stone and the other guy is a Hollywood A-lister. That's that's the reason why they have someone 30 years younger than them. Or in Bernie's, I think it's 60. Uh, yeah. Is it? But, uh, yeah. yeah, he's he's 90 now. I mean, he had a he, he had his latest child last year. And his other daughter is 65. Uh, so the age thing is a funny one. And then the women will call and they'll say, well, I'm 50, but I look 40 because I do Pilates and yoga and I eat fish and I drink loads of water. So my omega levels are extremely beautiful mm-hmm. and high. And my, you know, my skin is, is great. So I look 40. So I want a 40 year old man. But mm-hmm. you know what they're looking for. So that's where, you know, you get called out. You say, oh, that's discriminatory. That's not fair. That's sexist. Why are the men getting someone younger and I can't get? So we find ourselves just talking people down from, you know, dizzying heights of complete crazy kind of expectation levels and uh, bring them back to earth all mm. the time and th- the biggest issue and it's one that really annoys men is is they're not given the respect that they feel they deserve from women who are snobbish in terms of an academic sort of uh, level so women in ireland spend longer in education and for every one woman who has third level education there's only 0.6 of an equivalent male so the one for one just doesn't exist. But the point is, we're at pains trying to explain to circus that, you know, well, Johnny may have left school at 15, but he started his own business and he's a massively successful entrepreneur with great life experience and emotional intelligence. So I think you really should be looking at the person as opposed to the degree mm. or lack thereof in Johnny's case. So but she doesn't do that. So that's why there's two million single people living in this country, basically, because we're our own worst enemy. 
Yeah, 1.55 million unattached single, never married, and 418,000 separated and divorced. Of the 4.9 million, that's fairly staggering. And it's largely down to the fact that a lot of the time we don't really communicate or express ourselves. We don't put ourselves out there. We think, Gareth, sure, what's meant for you won't pass you by. And then it does. I hate that expression because it really does. And we're a nation of procrastinators. We keep on kicking the can down the road and saying, yeah, I must do that. I must yeah. get around to that. And I just, we have people ringing up still saying, I saw you guys on the Late Late Show. And I've been meaning to do it ever since. And then I tell them it was eight and a half years ago and they nearly die. So right. time flies and they don't realize that. And then it's too late sometimes, uh, unfortunately. So it's, it's never ending. We have eight full-time staff members now. And we're organizing 100 dates a week, virtual dates a week now with COVID um, and walks in the parks and stuff like that. The difference between you and Tinder is that you meet the people, right? 100%. We, up until COVID, up until the 12th of March last year, we'd meet every single person face-to-face in the office in Grafton Street. We were over Cafe Ansen actually for six years and then we moved to uh, Cross Road from Bewley's, but it's nationwide. So there's members only 18, 18 or 19% will be Dublin-based. The rest are everywhere else. And uh, they're from 20 to 90 years of age. And they're either single, separated, divorced or widowed, but looking for long-term relationships. So we meet them face-to-face or now we're meeting them virtually. Um, so that whole issue of them being in Donegal and not wanting to take the day off to come to travel to Grafton Street is gone. They have That excuse is gone. So it's it streamlined the business now. COVID has. It's made it much more efficient Um and there's no excuses anymore. So uh, we meet them face-to-face or now virtually. And then we add their profile to our database. We have a CRM system of about 4,500 people on the books. And eight staff members make the decisions then as to why Johnny is right for Mary over Elaine or Josephine. And we then call both parties, explain the profile over the phone. So sell the profile and say, here, Joe, this is Elaine. This is why I think you really would like to meet her. Um, and so you say, geez, yeah, she sounds fantastic. I'd love to meet her. I'm available on the 20th or whatever of, uh, of June. So let's organize it. So we organize the date and the venue and the restaurant and you go for a bite to eat and tables booked under Fergal and you arrive and you're seated and she arrives and she's seated. It's all very organized. Yeah. So like before COVID, it would have been generally a, what, a meal. Yeah. Lunch yeah. or dinner. Uh, because you can't book a table or you couldn't book a table in a coffee shop. And, uh, that was the problem with, with an awful lot of Irish people. They're going on 20 dates a week and they're gulping back a cappuccino and they're judging the person right there and then. And she'd be like, Oh, well, I'm meeting John tomorrow. And John said he goes to the gym six times a week. So he probably have a better body than this guy. So she immediately dismisses the guy uh, on a whim in the time it takes her to drink her little coffee. So uh, that, uh, dating became so transient and so dismissive and disposable. People were just uh, just another object. And people were going mental then, just getting absolutely hammered on a Friday and Saturday night, down in the gin and tonics, down in the, the pinot, and uh, just not able to talk, not able to function. And Irish guys needed Dutch courage all the time to approach the women. And then the women would respond in a kind of a nasty way at times. And then the guy would be like, well, fuck you, I'm not going to try again, am I? So he kind of thought, well, I'll show her by never approaching her anymore. And then the women are complaining that Irish guys aren't forward enough. But then when they are, it's kind of like, but I want you to be forward, but not in a sleazy, drunken way. Oh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's tough but, country. But- I've, uh, you know, well, I'm single actually. And uh, I've gone on some dates where you go, well, maybe I shouldn't have booked a dinner because you quite often know after about 10 minutes. Well, I think you do know after 10 minutes. But then you're just stuck there for the meal. You know what I mean? Well, at the same time, yeah, that's if you meet online, you know nothing about the person in advance. But in here, it's different because eight humans have actually gone through the profile in massive detail and we sold you the profile over the phone so you know everything about this person and there's enough there for you to absolutely be aware why they've been chosen 
But yes, some random person on Tinder who you have no idea what she said is half true or a third true or whatever. Mm. And a lot of the time people lie through their teeth on purpose and they say what they think the other person wants them to say as opposed to what's actually the truth. Um, And it becomes just really soul destroying. And every day then people ring me and they say stuff like, are there any decent people at all? And I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Where are you looking? And they say, I'm on Tinder, I'm on POF, I'm on Bumble, I'm on all those things. I say, well, yeah, there you go. You're on free dating apps that you can say and do whatever you want. I, I had this one experience of this woman who went on to um, Tinder every day and she adopted 10 different profiles, five male, five female, just for shits and giggles. And uh, so she'd pluck good looking images off Google of, um, and she'd be a guy. And then she'd approach these women that she used to be friends with back in the day, but she's fallen out with since. And she'd say all the right things to woo this woman uh, into wanting to go on a date. Then she'd organize a date. The poor girl goes to sit there waiting for this fictitious male who never arrives. But the psychopath goes and takes a picture of the woman waiting. No so, way. Yeah, like proper, just very sick. A lot of effort to go to uh, get back at some woman who dissed you in the years gone by. <laughs> it really is. And the reason she's doing it doesn't make any sense either. Because a guy said that um, he was looking to meet a woman uh, uh, since his wife died three years ago. And so she went to his house and everything and uh, saw pictures of the, the family and the kids and the wife and everyone. Because Osher oh, sure, haven't been with anyone in two years or three years. And so then she goes out for lunch with her friend and the friend's mother was there. And she goes, yeah, no, I know that guy. Yeah, I do. And I, but, I, but I also know the wife and she's not dead. Uh, she's very not dead. <laughs> so he had six women on the go at the same time using the dead wife uh, tale to get the sympathy sex. So right. like there's a lot of um, sordid kind of odd yeah. people and uh, goings on. And I always say to people, get off the online stuff. If it's actually making you feel uh, sort of, lesser uh, if it's making you feel insecure if it's making you feel negative and pessimistic about any decent people uh, being left in the world well then that's the right time to get the hell off um right so so uh um women in general are, are more qualified than men is that right and they don't want to they they actually ask for people with degrees yeah oh my god do they ask they they like if it's not a phd or a master's from trinity a lot of the time it's not okay i had a woman who said I've recently compiled a study on compatibility and I now know that I'm only suited to men within 10 deviation points of my IQ level, Virgil. So unless you have those on your books, don't bother. I was like, I won't bother. You're not getting in. <laughs> so we, uh, we turn away 20 a day, uh, 20 people a day we say no to. And that's the reason why we actually have the success that we have. But the amount of uh, academic snobbishness in this country is palpable. And it's mainly the culprits are 37 to 48 year old women uh, who are high flying top like dogs, achievers, like their partners in the law firms. And they're like, ooh. I had one woman who said, she actually said, ooh, I'm not meeting him. He was, a, he was this guy was extremely well healed and a great profile, incredible guy in general. Um, all the staff were like, Jesus, he's amazing. And when she was told his county of uh, uh, residence, she said, ooh, no, I'm a Loretto girl. I can't meet someone from Loud. Ooh. Yeah. So that's what you're dealing with. Um, so complete, uh, and it's never usually that, that they, they, they personally think it's a stupid idea to meet the guy. It's because they think, what would my friend say if I rocked up with a building contractor? Oh God. And like, uh, like he doesn't need a qualification to be that. I'm like, yeah, but he has 150 employed and he's a multi gazillionaire and he's doing really well and he's got street smarts on EQ and he's a great conversationalist. So I said, you, you do very well uh, with him, but no, God, no, she'd rather go out with a, um, she'd rather go out with a consultant, uh, you know, uh, from Vincent's who she'd never see cause he's so busy, but at least she could say he's a consultant. Um, so they're, they're, 
their levels, their standards and their expectations are all skewed. Their idea of what happiness will be is completely skewed and they are a nightmare to deal with. And it's not worth taking 10 grand off these people because um, they will bleed you dry of all your energy and all your time. And the staff will be like, what are you doing taking on this person? They're hideous. They're really not nice. They're not pleasant. And we have a duty of care to all the clients that are on the books to actually, you know, make it as safe and enjoyable and fun and you know potentially successful as possible but it would never that's why it would never actually last if you just continue to take everybody on because you know people be treating people like absolute dirt but it's um mm-hmm. yeah no it's it's the, it's the only culprits on the on the profession side of things is uh women towards men men never care right about about qualifications and things like that and and uh but men like younger women that's men their... like longer women but men men's main uh, objective is to get someone who's grounded down to earth level-headed sound what you see is what you get family orientated uh can introduce her to the the family and she won't be moaning at me if i don't look after her uh, at every moment she's independent she's not going to be living in my ear but at the same time she wants to share time with and experience life with in general um, but no drama, please. No drama and no smoking and no Pinot Grigio, you know, guzzlers. They're the, uh, like men now are complaining about the women being the white wine guzzlers as opposed to the women complaining about the 20 pints of black stuff. Yeah, it's it's messy. And especially nowadays, people are really jumping to the, 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 the drink and uh, then going on Zoom dates for like four and a half, five hours and don't worry about taxis home. So there's just knocking it back. Um, not that I'm any teetotal. I'm just saying it's... Uh, we we have to intervene a few times with people who are going on dates and like falling around the place, can't get in the taxi or having to be brought home in a taxi. Like guys, um, yeah, calm down a little bit, but it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's Dutch courage and it's needed for some, uh, some people uh, need a little bit, but it's when, it's when it's six or seven bottles then that uh, that's when the, the problem <laughs> begin. Right. So you're, you've got a high success rate here, have you, of matching people, yeah? Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah. I mean, only because we turn away so many people who you wouldn't be able to please. Yeah. Um, uh, we would not be here 10 years down the line if we took everyone on. So, yeah, one in four, though, ends in marriage or long-term relationships. Wow. And a third of the business is word of mouth. So Irish people, they, they, they'll, they'll get married and um, it'll be through us and they'll have babies, but they won't be telling people at the receptions that at the reception that it was intro matchmaking on Grafton Street that they met. They'll tell their their best men or their groomsmen on the QT here wished ring this crowd. They're all right. They're, they're decent. Um, but I don't care what way they tell them as long as they actually just tell whoever would like to know. Um, and that's the main thing. But Irish people, it'd be funny like as well. In the past, I would have had people who I know are successful. I know they have kids. I know they have everything and they're married and they're together for eight years, nine years. And they wouldn't please you to say, thanks very much, by the way. I'm glad I did this because it's kind of like the Irish way of thinking. Not everyone's like this, but the Irish way is, shouldn't I pay them to fee? Isn't that good enough for them? You're not invited to the weddings then? <laughs> no, <laughs> Jesus. And I'd sing, I could sing at the weddings if they wanted. I've even offered that. Um, I used to be a wedding singer. Um, and uh, yeah, so no, they, they, they would tell their friends. But then some people are getting a bit better at actually doing it. I went in last Monday to the office to uh, check posts and stuff. And there was four cards uh, with pictures and stuff inside it. Three of them, three of the couples had just gotten engaged and the fourth uh, pregnant four and a half, five months. And that's their couples that only met within the last few months of COVID. Um, so because a lot of Irish people thought they'd ring me and they'd say stuff like when I'd answer the phone and say, hello, intro matchmaking, they'd say, are you open at all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, I am. We are. And uh, but sure, there's nothing going on. But sure, geez, no, there can't be anything going on. You can't meet. And so I was saying, stop with the negativity, dude. Like there is stuff 
stuff happening. People are more motivated and determined now than ever before. To, and they've, they've prioritized relationships and, and you know, people in general above the work, above the whatever else. So uh, since the 12th of March last year, we saw a massive surge in activity and we had to hire three more staff. Um, and we're booked out for, for example, just to give you an idea, no, no, no messing around. Um, three months on a Saturday, we're booked out for consultations and five and a half months on a Sunday. You can't get one. So we can hardly cope with it. We're on the phone nonstop all day, every day, and um, it's bonkers busy. Um, but there's definite determination now. And Irish guys are better actually at um, expressing their interest in Bridie. If he's out on a date with Bridie, Johnny will now tell Bridie he likes her because in the past he wouldn't have pleased her because feck her now. If she doesn't feel the same way about me, I'm going to feel like a fool. My ego will be absolutely bruised. If I'm stuck in a level five for the next two months looking at the four walls, I don't want to regret that I didn't tell Bridie that I liked her. So we're getting more people now going on pause than we did prior to COVID, which is random. Wow. Uh, actually, I thought, yeah, myself, because I, as I said, I'm single. COVID has made you, made me think I really do want to be in a relationship because you go, wow, a whole year without, over a year yeah. without interacting with someone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and it, it, it did need to happen. It did need to happen. Uh, it's just a pity it took a global pandemic for people to realize it, though, at the same time, because we were all such busy fools running around the place, distracted with life and generally everything and money and work and just everything. Um, and we were it was a rat race. It really was. Um, mm-hmm. So everyone needed to slow down and re sort of think and readjust. And they have. And that's why, mm-hmm. you know, we're really seeing a just a change in people's attitudes as well. Um, and people are a lot, by and large, they're a lot easier to please. I know we talked about at length about the people who are not easily pleased, but for the majority of the people, they're much sounder and grounded and they're much more level-headed. In the past, it was, I want blonde hair and blue eyes, you know, and I want to over 6'4". So I'd be like, well, 30% of Irish guys are only over six foot the rest on average are five, seven and a half and it's five, five and a half average height of a woman. So mm. we, when you give them facts, and they still argue with the facts and say, no, I do like six, four though. I was like, but you're five foot two, Bridie. And so she goes, well, I wear a five inch heel. I was like, well, okay, but well, that doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> you know, I can just tell you what Ireland has. I can't make yeah. men go to college or make men grow taller. Yeah. Oh, do men feel intimidated by going out with a taller woman or most men not mind? I am five, nine and Rena's five, 10. And I know that's not much, but she wears ridiculous heels. And I met her back in the day when my brother introduced us and she walked in this powerhouse, typical powerhouse type, wearing all black, long blonde hair. It's like, ah, jeez. I didn't even try because I thought, no, my brother said, no, 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 there's definitely something there. Um, and uh, so we did. And within two months, we just said, yeah, second, let's just do this. Um, and uh, yeah, so but I would never, the point about it is I would never have met her if I was looking online to try and meet her because she would have been going for a rugby player type heads. And I would have been going for younger. So she's four and a half years older than me. And mm. I slag her. And I, I remind her of this all the time to keep her grounded. <laughs> and, uh, and she reminds me how much of a short arse I am to yeah. keep me grounded. So, uh, yeah, there's a, uh, yeah, it's yin yang. Um, so, but no, uh, women don't want to feel like giants around guys. So, I mean, if you're talking more than three or four inches you'd be like oh no that's not going to really work because she needs to still feel feminine and she doesn't want to have to wear her flat shoes just because johnny's you know not okay with the fact but it shows serious confidence for a guy to be able to go with a taller woman um yeah i've always had to well not taller but around the same height because i'm five foot seven so i mean yeah where are the chances but see i was i did i'm the tallest in my family so i never felt small (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> no, I mean, they need to go to the Netherlands if they want to uh, get the six foot two average height kind of thing. Uh, so it is what it is. Priorities uh, need to need to change on that. Um, in terms of what what people are looking for, women are women just want guys who have their house in order. Basically, they want to know that they're decisive, that they're able to make decisions. Decision making is the biggest thing for women towards men that they're not wishy-washy, that they're not just shrugging the shoulders and saying, where do you want to go, John, like this weekend? Or do you want to go on holidays? Actually, whatever you want. Right. They hate that. They hate it. It really grinds their gears. And oh, they're like, cool. just make a decision and, and have a plan and suggest something to me. If I if I told you I like Ken Mayer before, well, then book us into the park yeah. or whatever. Go down to Francis. Um, you know, so it's just uh, just having a plan in place and 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 being motivated. They just don't want to sit down and watch the Late Late Show every Friday night in their slippers. Yeah, because yeah. you see women and they're just they're so out outdoorsy. They're so on the go. They're really healthy. They're really fit. So if you're a guy who's healthy and fit and into you know eating right and looking after yourself and you're not smoking, smoking is a huge huge no for both men and women. Um, well then, and you can say hello and you can speak and you can audibly say hi. My name is Joe. How are you? Well, like oh geez, you'll do great. Um, <laughs> but he get calls the odd time saying dating, dating. We're like, all right, you're inquiring <laughs> about the dating service, sir. Let me just explain how exactly the service works. So I don't always convert those guys. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, you what? You what? You have to pay for this. You have to pay for it. I was like, yeah, well, you know, like eight full-time staff members and officers on Grafton Street, they don't all actually work for free, Johnny. And yeah. so Johnny is offended that he can't get a, a, free, a free woman. <laughs> yeah. So you, you uh, want to go on a date and uh, so you contact you. What happens then? There's a fee. Is it a yearly fee? What, how does it work? It's a, there's a fee, a once off fee and everyone pays the same and gets the same and gets five guaranteed introductions, but there's no time limit on the membership. So you see, there should never be a time limit attached to a dating agency really because there's no predicting when your matches will be available. So it's completely unfair uh, to have a time constraint. Also, eight people make the decisions as to why Joe is best for Mary over Elaine or Josephine. And we then contact you by phone. We tell you all about her, arrange that date. And we're on call seven nights a week in case Johnny is running 10 minutes late to meet Mary. Johnny calls us, we notify her. And then the next working day, feedback is done. How did you get on? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you indifferent? Are we on the right track? Why not? If not, do you evolve as you're there? And we we learn more about you as well. And you might think, well, geez, I was focusing too much on sense of humor because I'm a comedian and I'm this and that. And then maybe I just need to say, no, do you know what? Maybe a deadpan kind of like boring type sounding woman is better for me. And that'll keep manners on me or put manners on me. Maybe I need to focus on that further more. And so we'll say, fine, we'll just, we'll reangle this, reposition this. And so all eight of the people will discuss at length why Joe now is definitely best suited for this other person. So you're getting humans and it's male and female perspectives working out the things. So we can often see the traits and qualities that you need quicker than you can because you're so close to the thing, your vision might be a bit clouded. Or you continue to go for the types, the same types as before. And then I say, for God's sake, stop going for the same types, Joe. Your, your type hasn't worked, so let's stop doing this. So we'll, we'll, as long as you're able to let go of the reins and not micromanage things, not be a control freak, then you're grand. If you can say, do you know what? Fine. It hasn't worked so far. Go. Do, go nuts. Do your, do your thing. And those people walk away happy. It's the people who try to, no, no, yeah. I want to control this. Uh, like HR people are really difficult to get out on dates, uh, to persuade to go out on dates because they analyze every single thing about the person. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. You can, you can definitely not, not generalize, but you can, you can, you can box people into little stereotypes. Like a lot of people don't want to meet his teacher um, because they'll talk down to me and they'll point at me and they'll spell <laughs> their name. I, 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 I always have teachers spelling their names and their name might be, might be Mary or Anne, and they'll still always spell their name. 
in fairness, it could be an E at the end or not, but it's never usually that reason. It's because she thinks I don't know how to spell Anne. Um, so <laughs> slightly offensive in a in an indirect way, but whatever. Uh, and then all guards, a lot of people will say, no, no, I don't want to be a guard. They all abuse their power and their egomaniacs. It's like, wow, okay. And uh, accountants, sure, everyone knows sure, they're boring. And, you know, so sweeping yeah. generalizations uh, caused a huge amount of uh, single status yeah. for me. Um, and so uh, how do you contact you? Sorry. Yes, you asked that and I went off on a tangent again as usual. Uh, uh, so they, they can contact via the website, which is intro.ie uh, or we're uh, at intro matchmaking on Insta. Um, but the best thing is th- through the website really to email us through the contact form um, or they can call us and, and chat away. We always have to have an initial chat over the phone um, to decide if we're the right fit for the person. So they get a good insight as to how we operate and we know that yes we can work with johnny and we can work with mary and then we book you in for a consultation that's done in about 45 to an hour and then you remember basically you pay over the phone you pay a deposit to book in then you pay the balance on the day of the actual consultation and then you're basically in and uh, there's zero time limits so you can pause your membership after each of your dates as well for up to three months so if johnny and mary see merit in the potential of this relationship blossoming into something magical, they can say, leave us alone for a while, please, there now, so, so we can see if this works. And within three months then, the two of them are kind of backed into a corner to communicate with each other whether they like each other or not, which is great. And Irish people need that because an awful lot of Irish people will just sort of think, yeah, Mary's all right, I suppose. Probably handier to still be with Mary as opposed to be single again. So sure, maybe we'll just stick it out. And they shouldn't, but they do for 10 years. Mm. And then they realize you weren't right for me since the start, were you? And she's like, no, and I don't like you either. <laughs> and I never did. So, uh, but look, sure, to be single again, who, who'd who want to be that? Like, But the point is now, you have a better chance of success now during COVID than you would have prior to this hitting the shores. Way better. The wow. motivation within people is far higher than it ever was. Okay. And they, they give people a chance more. And what do people do now for a date? You go for a walk, is it? Walk, parks, or virtual if they're living miles away. And now, though, I'm getting people joining from Belgium and Germany and all over the shop. And they're saying, we're moving over in the next three months or six months. So, well, I might as well start now as opposed to putting life on hold for a while. So, mm. uh, yeah, it's brought an awful lot of people closer together. And um, we just after franchising as well. We've opened our first in Vienna um, in, uh, in Austria. And uh, that's the first of many. Cool. So, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going well. And it's, you know I what? suppose it's needed. I'm very, t- I'm very tempted now to join. So. Well, we will look after you. We'll look after you there, Joe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like I've got my first consultation for free. I do. I kind of do. I feel like I really get you now, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it sounds really good. So everybody that joins are in, it's a better relationship. It's not about one night stands. It's really- definitely, definitely, definitely not one night stands. Um, definitely long term committed relationships. We have members from 20 to 90 from either single, separated, divorced or widowed, um, uh, status, uh, from all 32 counties, uh, literally, uh, every age, every, every race, every all over the world, actually, but l- residing in Ireland. Um, but 100% would be looking for something meaningful and long term, not necessarily marriage again, if they're separated or divorced or if they're in their 50s or 60s or 80s. Uh, yeah. But they're looking for companionship in that age group, in the upper end uh, age group. They're looking for companionship, someone to go to a show with and that kind of thing and go to staycation uh, around Ireland when things open up. That kind of thing is what really people are are dying to do and even go to a restaurant and sit in a, in a, in a, in a, in a beer garden and eat chicken wings or whatever. They don't, I mean, maybe not chicken wings on a first date. Now that wouldn't be advisable, but messy. Uh, messy indeed. Uh, so yeah, they're all dying to get back. Well, cool. Uh, I think it's great. 
It's the one. It's the only one in the country. Not to sound sales pitchy, but it's the only one in the country that operates the way we do. It's the only one around Europe. And I'm doing my research now because we have a franchise thing starting, a rollout starting. Um, to have like actual physical humans discussing the reasons why Joe is right for Elaine mm. is extremely expensive for us um, and really time consuming and labor intensive. And that's why when we were on the Late Late Show, we were on it at 10 past 11 and by 20 past 11, the website crashed. Um, and yeah, we didn't know anything about bandwidth or any, anything about websites back then. And um, so then within two weeks, I had to double the size of the office over Cafe and Centre, the whole entire first floor and go from three staff to six staff. And then I counted 17 other matchmakers start up and it was Bridie from Bally Go Backwards and it was Josephine from wherever else. And they'd work from coffee shops or kitchen tables or the boot of the car, Tesco car parks. I heard a few as well. And uh, they deal with people and only in brown envelope type ways, mm-hmm. um, which is not great and took advantage of a lot, an awful lot of people who wanted things done privately. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, whereas people like coming here because they're fully registered Irish owned, trademarked and doing yeah. it for a long time. And they know it's a husband and wife team and we're not shysters and whatever yeah. else. So, yeah. No, it sounds brilliant. Yeah, people need to do it themselves, do it on their own, make the decision and not overthink it. The over-analysis paralysis is killer in this country. And I just say, just get out of your own way, get out of your own head. You shouldn't need time to think about it. Um, if people are on the phone to us, they, they call us because they want to be in a relationship. If I have to speak to them for 20 minutes on the phone and then they have more time to think about it after, I'm like, well, was eight years not enough to think about this? Like, so yeah. what, what divine intervention is going to uh, come down on you now after this? So just getting on with it, ripping the bandaid off and knowing that the worst thing that can happen is people make, you know, five new really good friends. Um, I know you're not looking for a friend, but if people approach it that way, they, they don't worry about uh, it becoming like this big ordeal. Like, what if I like her and she doesn't like me? Or what if, oh, yeah, they're not attracted to me, but I'm attracted to them. These kind of things happen all the time. You just have to say, get out in the dating scene and put yourself into a pool of like-minded individuals who actually want the same outcome as you. And that's what will lead to success. But going on to Tinder, when there's all sorts of lunatics and absolutely anything uh, can be said or done, that's, that's when people shouldn't be surprised after three years of swiping right and left that they're still single. Right, yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Well, it sounds brilliant. And thanks a lot for talking to me, Fergal. Thank uh, you very much for having me. Jeez, yeah. I feel like I was giving you a sales pitch there a little bit, but... Uh... <laughs> That was very good, sales pitch. You know, last week I talked to a woman who's a family mediator. uh, So we were talking about the ends of relationships. So it's good now to switch it to the full circle. And the the positives again. Yeah, the the building that we're in actually originally was a was a brothel uh, back in the 1800s. Would you believe? And it was then uh, uh, the wedding dress maker uh, and seamstress and stuff. And then it uh, it was a marriage counselling building. And it's currently part of it is a wedding ring uh, maker, a jeweler. So it's all about relationships. From- Literally all, which is random, uh, but it, it's a fact. Uh, I, I tell no word of a lie. So, um, yeah, that is uh, that is the stuff. No, it's working. It's a well-oiled machine at this stage now, thank God. Um, it's fun and it's nice to and pleasant to be a part of because of the rewarding sort of stories that we're getting with all these people and babies and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we'd welcome you on any day. That's fantastic. Thanks a lot, Fergo. Thank you. There you go. That's Fergal. And what a great service they provide, it seems. And 
I may even partake of it myself, mate. Mm, I say. Well, um, I don't know what's happening up next week. Uh, I have a few ideas of who I'll be talking to, but I can't say exactly. But, oh well. Um, you just have to, to, to listen to find out. In the meantime... See ya, Ari, see ya. Good luck now, boy. See ya. Yeah, Ari, see ya. Oh, Jesus. Fuck off. For the love of fall, Starbucks pumpkin spice lattes and pumpkin cream cold brews are back. Smooth espresso dashed with pumpkin pie spice and velvety whipped cream. Or cold brew topped with pumpkin cream cold foam fit for the season. Your pumpkin awaits. Order today in the Starbucks app.